welcome to the Uplevel Your Relationships podcast. I'm your hostess, Allison Anderson, MD. This is the place where women in medicine come to learn how to create relationships as extraordinary as their careers. If you're looking to uplevel all of your relationships, including the one with yourself, I've got you. Using evidence-based mindset tools, my training as a life coach, and my own experience as a woman physician, I'll guide you through everything you need to know in order to create relationships beyond your wildest dreams. I'm so excited that you're here. Now let's get on with the show. Hello, hello, my gorgeous friends. I feel like it's been forever since I talked to you. As you know, if you've listened, I've had some special guests on for the last three weeks, and I recorded those podcasts a little bit ahead of time. So it's been quite a while since I've been on here with you um, recording one by myself. And hey, by the way, if you haven't listened to the podcasts during this month of December with my special friends as guests, you've got to go back and listen to them. They were so fun to record, and I think you will really enjoy them if you haven't already. So today I am starting a three-part series for you, and this is kind of the way that I like to wrap up my year and start a new year. And I know that like everybody's doing stuff like that at this time of year, and maybe it's a little bit, you know, played out or whatever, but I think it's really important to reflect on the year that's gone by and sort of plan or um, think about what's coming up for the year ahead. So I'm into it. I love it. And very unapologetically, I'm going to tell you about my process so that hopefully it can help you. Um in you know reviewing your year and setting yourself up for 2023. So I have a three-part process that I use at the end of the year going into the new year. And I call it instruct, impress, and inspire. And so each of these next three episodes is going to be about one of those components. So today is going to be about instruct, which is basically when we look back at the year that's wrapping up and we take the lessons that are available to us. We analyze with a lot of compassion and a lot of love for ourselves and everything that happened, what went not amazingly or what didn't go according to plan. And then we take whatever we can from that experience because I truly believe that we are not ever failing as long as we're learning something. So even things that seemed like they weren't so great or they were difficult, challenging, or they didn't turn out the way that we originally had hoped, as long as we take something from that that helps push us forward, we're still moving forward, right? So that's what Instruct is about, and I'll go into that in a little bit more detail. Next week, make sure you turn in, tune in, (laughs) because the episode will be about impress. And that's where we do sort of a recap of the year that we've had through the lens of what was amazing, what did we excel at, what was so fun, all of the things that impressed us about ourselves and our life during the year. And then the first episode in January is going to be the third part in this series, which you definitely don't want to miss. That is the component of inspire. So that's where I talk about my process for sort of setting the tone for my year. And it's definitely not with resolutions. 
those are kind of old school now. Everybody's kind of done with resolutions or a lot of people are that I talk to. And I have a whole different way um, of thinking about it that you might have heard before, but I like to put my little spin on it and I like to share with you what I have um, going into 2023 as my intention for the year. So don't miss those episodes. And while you're at it, I would be so overjoyed if you would take a few minutes to leave me a review in Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to this. I have some ratings, I have a couple reviews, but I know everybody's busy. I don't have a ton of reviews on here yet, and that is how we really gain traction. I get lots of feedback from you guys in my DMs and email and even in person sometimes that you are enjoying these episodes, so I would love it if you would share that with the world by leaving me a review, please, and thank you so much. Okay, so for today, instruct. I want to share with you several of the lessons that I've taken from this year, 2022. I want to share a few stories, things that have gone not completely according to plan, things that have been a little bit challenging or difficult, but that I've learned a lot from. And so the first one is, and some of these are sort of things that I already knew, but they were really reinforced to me this year in a way that they hadn't been before. So the first one that I want to talk about is that you just never know what's going to happen or where the next adventure lies. And so my story for this one is this new anesthesia job that I've talked about on this show before that came to me essentially out of nowhere. Not essentially, I mean literally. Like I wasn't looking for a new anesthesia job. I was perfectly content in my practice in Arizona that I'd been with for seven plus years. I was perfectly content to do that and build my life coaching business like I'm doing. So I wasn't looking. But out of nowhere came the opportunity for a new amazing anesthesia practice in a different city, in a different state, a whole different setup, a really different style of practice than my current one was in Arizona. And the interesting part about this, it taught me that yes, adventures come out of nowhere. You never know where the next one is. You never know how things are going to align. And it also showed me that I have a tendency to say no automatically. I talked about this a little bit, I think, on this show and definitely during my um, week of yes um, masterclass that I did recently. But I definitely notice in myself that I have sort of a default response of no to new things, to change, to opportunity. And I think it's something that a lot of us experience. You know, we get comfortable with what we're doing. We're content. Our lives are pretty good. Nothing's terribly wrong. And that's great. And it also sets us up sometimes to say no to even more amazingness. So in my case, I had a default answer when I was presented with this new job opportunity of no thanks. And then I thought about it a little bit more. I talked to my husband about it a little bit more. And I decided to get some more information about the opportunity. And it turned out to be exactly what I needed at this time in my career. It was exactly what I'm ready for as far as my career in medicine. 
It's a different kind of practice, a different lifestyle, a different case mix, much more cardiac anesthesia than I was doing in my last practice. It does lose a little bit of like the shareholder um, owned, you know, component that my old practice had. It's really just working like a cog in the wheel in some ways. And I mean that in the best way. Um, But this new opportunity for this new anesthesia practice was something that I was initially not interested in just from a default place of no. And then once I really got more information and saw what an incredible opportunity it was, I realized that, wow, yeah, adventures really do come out of nowhere when you least expect them. And my default answer of no can often hold me back from something extraordinary. Staying in the good means that sometimes you miss out on the great. So that was a big lesson for me this year that... If I had just stayed in my default no, I would have missed out on everything that I'm so excited to have now with this new practice and this new job. So sort of related to that or along those lines, I had a big lesson this year in blessings in disguise or, you know, the power of just how things work out the way that they work out. And I talked about this a little bit on my Thanksgiving episode of what I'm you know, grateful for this year. But I want to talk about it here on this episode because I was initially planning to buy a different house in Arizona um, with my husband and my house that I had currently owned just wasn't selling. And that was super weird because the market was really hot at that time. And I felt really impatient. I felt really frustrated. I wondered like, what in the world? Why is this house not selling? Like, and I had a lot of pressure because we had a contingent offer on another house. And so I really like thought I needed the first house that we owned to sell so that I could get the second house in Arizona. And lo and behold, the job offer for the job in California that I took came during that time when my house was on the market and not selling. And so it really showed me that sometimes things are meant to happen in a way that we don't think we want and in a way that we don't anticipate, but they're always happening for our benefit. So I thought that I was going to buy that other house in Arizona and stay there. And lo and behold, the plans for my life were not that. And there was a reason that my house wasn't selling. And there was a reason why I didn't get that other home there. And it's because I wasn't meant to stay there. I was meant to come to California. And so that really gave me a strong lesson in everything's happening for you. Blessings are always coming in disguise. And even when you think that things aren't going your way, which I definitely did at the time, I was so stressed and frustrated about our house not selling so that we could get the other one. It all worked out in the most perfect, beautiful way. And like I've mentioned on this show before, not only did it work out because it gave me the opportunity to take this new job in California without being tied to a new home in Arizona, but the people that ended up buying my home eventually in Arizona are just the most lovely people. I feel so connected to them and I'm grateful to have them as a part of my life. So that truly was a lesson in blessings come in disguise much more often than we realize. Okay, the third sort of instruction 
that I received from my life this year was never say never. And when I say that, I'm really referring to the fact that I got married again this year. And I had told myself and everybody that I would literally never get married again after my first marriage ended. I felt like there was just no reason. It's just a piece of paper. It's not a big deal. I can have, you know, a committed relationship with somebody if I want to without being married. And I definitely do believe those things. But through the course of my relationship with my now husband, I really recognized that all of those things that we believe so strongly, like that we never need to get married again and we just won't and never will I ever, they're not really as set in stone as we think. They're always subject to change. And sometimes we get stubborn and we hold on to you know, statements that we've made or beliefs that we've had or things that we've decided and we just hold on to them even though they don't serve us because we're afraid to change our mind or look silly for change our, changing our mind or whatever else. So the fact that I felt very strongly about getting married again this year to my amazing husband, um, when I, you know, for many years thought that I would never, ever do that again, that was a big lesson that instructed me in the fact that everything is subject to change and that it's okay to change your mind and that you really can never say never because that thing that you swear will never happen to you or that you'll never choose or that you'll never want might be the very thing that ends up being incredible in your life. Okay, and then the final thing that I wanted to talk about today in this part one end of year series about instruct and the lessons that I've learned this year is that relationships really do take work. Now, I feel a little bit silly saying that because I think we all know that, and I certainly preach that. I mean, I'm a relationship coach, right? So, of course, I believe that relationships do take work. I do believe that intentionality and conscious effort is required to have extraordinary relationships. But I also had a very strong lesson in that in my own relationship this year. So, I just said how I got married and how I felt so called to do that, and I felt um, so compelled to have that level of, you know, formal commitment to my husband, not just a committed relationship, but a very formal, like legally <laughs> committed relationship. And that's amazing. And our relationship has really showed me over the course of this year that yes, relationships do take work. Even relationships that are at the baseline really amazing, that are very easy in some ways. Even a relationship with someone that you feel super compatible with, um, which I do with my husband, even those take work. Even those require reflection. Even those require sort of stepping back, looking at the big picture, zooming out, seeing how you can nurture not just yourself, but really the relationship as its own entity. I think I have gone through a lot of my life with a lot of sort of, I don't know, maybe selfish focus during relationships, or I've felt just kind of like with my first husband, kind of incompatible at the baseline. And so when things were hard, I 
chalked it up mostly to a fundamental incompatibility, which, yeah, I think that was there. But what I've really learned over the course of this year and my entire relationship with my current husband, but especially this year, was that when things feel hard, it's not always just a fundamental incompatibility. Like, I don't think that that's what it is whenever I feel like things are hard with us. It really is just the simple fact that relationships take work to make them magical. They don't just autopilot to perfection. They require course correction. They require communication. They require honesty and vulnerability and really taking ownership of our own shit (laughs) because so often we get tunnel vision about what we want and what serves us and we forget that the relationship is its own living, breathing thing. We forget to nurture our relationship as a whole, something that we're in together, and we get caught up in our own perspective sometimes. So as awesome and incredible as my marriage to my husband is and how amazing I think our compatibility is on a deep level, I really have seen that in order for us to have a marriage that feels like magic, it requires continual intentional effort on both of our parts. And I've been so pleasantly surprised to learn that in fact, people do want to make that effort, you know, that he wants to make that effort just as much as I do. Um, That's something that I didn't always believe. You know, I always kind of felt one-sided about things in other relationships. And so I've really seen how it takes effort And how incredible it is to find someone who's willing to put in that effort at the same time with you. So those were my reflections when I think about what was I instructed on by my life this year. And I would love to offer for you to reflect on your year in a similar way. Now, these are kind of the things that didn't go so right, didn't go the way we thought, didn't go as planned, things that might have been really hard. There could have been you know, serious issues during your life in this year. And I'm not discounting that. And I also want to say, don't worry, because I know this week it's a little heavy looking for the lessons and reflecting on what didn't go so hot. But next week, it'll be a little bit more light with looking at what there is that was amazing and impressive in the year. So when you do this component of the end of year reflection, I want you to get out your journal or however you like to take notes or process this and you can write your instruct list and the way that you do that, the way that you start, I'll offer you a few prompts that you can journal on very simply. What did you find difficult this year? What felt challenging? What didn't go the way that you had hoped it would? Where are you telling yourself that you failed? Really go there and look at those components. See what felt challenging, difficult, what didn't go according to plan. Where are you telling yourself that you failed? And then find the lesson in that. Find the blessing in disguise. Turn whatever those difficulties were into a gift because they've instructed you. They've taught you something. And then you'll have this amazing, beautiful reflection of your year as not filled with any sort of failures, even if things were challenging, but with a lot of lessons that you can take forward into the new year if you so desire. 
Okay, my friends, I love you all. Thank you so much for being here every week. It means the world to me to have your support. Please leave me a review because I know that you're benefiting (laughs) and you want to give me a present. So that's the best present you can give me. And I can't wait to see you back here next week to talk about what you were impressed with, with yourself and your life this year. Have the most amazing week and I'll talk to you next time. Take care. Hey, before I let you go, I want to tell you about something super exciting that I have coming up. It's a digital course that I've created called Make Love Not War, and it's all about learning how to manage conflict in your relationship because every relationship has some amount of disagreement. And it's about learning how to handle those conflicts so they don't turn into big fights and battles so that you spend less time recovering from those situations and you have more time to be connected and have the deeply intimate relationship that you dream of. So this is, like I said, a digital course that I will release that will be available for self-study eventually in my um, lineup of offerings, but I'm going to record the videos for it live. I'm doing this January 9th through 13th. It'll be each day for about 45 minutes per class, and I want to invite you to join me for those live recordings because not only will you get to be in the energy of the live class, which is always so fun, but you'll also have the opportunity to ask me any questions that you have about conflict management, how to prevent major fights, and how to be more deeply connected to your partner. And the price is kind of bananas for this type of course. And I want to offer that to you as a gift for participating in the live version. Now, I am going to increase the price on January 1st. So if you are interested in being there live for Make Love Not War Masterclass, I want you to either email me at allison at allisonandersoncoaching.com or come find me on either Instagram or Facebook at allisonandersoncoaching and send me a DM and I will hook you up with the link to get registered. Talk to you soon.